0: Welcome back to the Lemno podcast, the ultimate destination for all things fantasy football. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or just dipping your toes in the virtual gridiron glory, we've got you covered. Let them know it's time to take your fantasy game to the next level. Episode three today, guys, we're talking about the top five fantasy duos. But before we get to that, I would like to introduce my co-host. Fanny's going to be joining us on the show today. Uh, He's here to go back and forth with me. Uh, for the episode let us know who's top five you like the best after the episode's over. over uh, we might run a poll on one of our socials as well so keep an eye out for that as well so let's get right to the f- football segment shall we All right, me and Bainey are going to go back and forth here with the starting five or top five fancy duos for the upcoming season. Uh, these guys don't have to be a QB receiver; it can be any duo on the offense. So,
1: uh, Baney's going to start it off here. Number five. It's my fun choice. It's not really a logical choice,
2: but uh, DJ Moore, Justin Fields. So, DJ Moore. Five years in the league, 5,200 yards receiving. The guy gets it done. Um, TK, how would you describe his quarterbacks last year?
0: For DJ Moore? Are you talking about Justin Fields? Yeah,
2: his, his, his quarterbacks that, that he had throwing him the ball. How would you describe them?
0: I would say mediocre at best.
2: At best. At best. He had 118 targets last year, 63 catches. Still almost had 900 yards receiving in a career-high seven touchdowns. The guy gets it done. He just does. Now, Justin Fields, the rushing quarterback. Almost, you know, 1,100 yards rushing last year. Next closest guys, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Lamar. They all had 760 yards. I mean, even if he regresses, that's still the next tier of rushing. Um his strength to schedule against projected quarterbacks this year is number two, number two being the easiest. Um, I think he's going to have opportunities. Um, 21 attempts passing per game. It's going to increase. It just is. It has to. It's the only way to keep him safe. I think these guys give you a lot of room to roster build. I think you're going to be able to get them fairly. I mean, fields is ADP is 44 QB six DJ Moore ADP 51. Wide receiver twenty one, there's room, so, so you're thinking that's you're, my number five.
0: So you're thinking fuels is gonna have a, a good time this season through the air, not just on the ground.
2: I think he uh, gotta get an effort to keep him safe, and the only way to do that is to make him throw more. I mean, you got you got DJ more for a reason. Okay. Got to use him.
0: Right, right. So my number five pick, I'm gonna take the stand here. I'm going back to a duo. We all know and love. I'm going with Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews for my duo. Um, Mark Andrews finished top four last year among tight ends. Um, That's without Lamar Jackson there on the field for probably half the season. When this tandem gets back together, uh, Mark Andrews did take the crown from Travis Kelsey a year or two. With the weapons surrounding Lamar now, I feel like that's going to open up the field tremendously for this tight end. And I do think he'll be tight in number one this year. But we'll go on to number four here for you. What are you thinking for number four?
2: Number four, least favorite on the list, but got to think with your head, not your heart. C.D. Lamb and Tony Pollard. Um. Year after year, growth for CD is just there. Um, didn't have Dak all year, still put up 107 catches, 1,400 yards receiving, nine touchdowns. And, I mean, I mean, if you're a believer in contract years, this is kind of the year for the guy. He's uh, He's
1: got his fifth, his fifth year picked up, but you know what that means. Got to show improved. Um, As far as Tony
2: Pollard goes, He's an RB7 last year, but didn't even finish top 25 in the league in touches. It's crazy. Um, on top of that, I mean, his competition the background is what? Rojo and Deuce Vaughn. It's going to be a non-issue. It's going to be a monster year for for PPR especially. You know, big question mark is if he's healthy, you know? Coach said he wants to run the ball. I, I think they're going to give him the ball. I, I think Dak's going to dump the ball off a ton. I, I hate Dallas. I mean, I hate Dallas, but you no, know, think with your head. Now your heart. Tons, tons of opportunities
1: between these two, especially if you can get them in a stack, do it.
0: All right here with my number four here, I'm going with the fan favorite for you. I'm going Jalen hurts and AJ Brown for my number four. Um, this duo exploded on the scene last year uh, with A.J. Brown finishing number six overall among wide receivers and uh, Jalen Hurts finishing third among QBs for fantasy. Um, they restocked on the defensive side of the ball. The offense stays intact. Um, they did have an upgrade, I believe, at the running back position. If he stays healthy, that run game should be there. That way Hurts, they can basically keep the ball out of Hertz's hand for the rushing attack would like to see more on the ground from the running backs that should open up the receivers as well with Devontae, uh Smith or AJ Brown I like AJ Brown a little bit better uh, than Devonte Smith even though Devonte Devonta Smith did finish ninth um, as well overall for wide receivers
1: question for you if you can get both. Smith and AJ Brown, would you do it?
0: Uh depending on where it lies. Um
2: like say say Hertz is out of the picture, somebody else takes him early. Would you still stack both those guys?
0: I would stack both those guys, like I said, depending on what round I can get, Devonte Smith. Um also how my bye weeks are looking. That's why pretty soon I feel like we should run a couple mock drafts to see. I'd like to run a couple of those to see if we can stack some of these duos together to see what some teams would look like. But I definitely wouldn't shy away
1: from having both A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith. A lot of firepower. But for your number three, we're going with who?
2: number three, everybody's favorite Hard Knocks team. I'm telling you, put them on every season. We're going Amon Ross St. Brown, the sun god, and Jameer Gibbs, the guy that uh, everybody thought they reached, but they wanted. Um, as far as Amon Ross St. Brown, PPR monster, um, target share monster, it's it's all there. And then the, uh, y- the attack on the suspension, this is supposed to be, you know, James Williams year and now he's going to miss six games and, you know, and then he's got the 32% target share already last year. I mean, it's just going to, it's going to be there. It's not going to go away. Um, He also has the most favorable schedule for wide receiver this year. Um, He gets to play the Vikings defense twice. I mean, that's going to be 30 points a game both times, probably. Um, (sighs) Jameer Gibbs, this is where it gets interesting. they believe in his production. They need his production, and they went and got it. Um, he's excelled in two colleges: Georgia Tech, Bama. And again,
1: that
2: Jameson Williams suspension it leaves a giant open role in the pass game. And again, schedule versus running back number one easiest in the league. The targets are going to be there. It, I I just think that this in a in a full PPR league. These two guys, if you can get them, get them. It's a lot of targets, a lot of catches. And production from them and Rusty Brown. If you trust the rookie, it's the one
1: I think. You're taking Gibbs over Bijan. I'm taking Jared Goff over Ritter. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm
2: doing. I. I I just think the Lions are easy to write off as the Lions. But if you look at last year, I mean, at the end of the year, in my championship round, I started golf over Herbert. And it's because of what they were doing at the end of the year. And I mean, you'd like to hope it doesn't regress, but, you know, I, I think that the wide receiver and the running backs. I mean, you look at the schedule prediction, it's there.
0: Yeah, with Almaroff finishing 7th among wide receivers last year, I don't see anything like that changing.
2: No, I mean, his ADP is wide receiver 9, ADP overall 18. Gibbs, RB 15, ADP 36. I think his ADP is going to go up, I think. I think it's only
1: gonna get harder and harder to to get them as as we get closer to the season.
0: All right, with my number three, I'm gonna go with a wide receiver duo. I'm going with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle for my number three. Uh, these guys blew up the scene last year. Um Without Tua as well in certain uh, games as well, Uh, Tyreek finished second among wide receivers with 1,700 yards and seven TDs with Jalen Waldo finishing eighth among receivers with eight TDs and 1,400 yards as well. Uh, If Tua stays healthy for the whole season, you're going to see maybe these two receivers both in the top five, I believe. Um, But that's a matter of what ifs with Tua. Um, I feel like he might be one hit away, depending how well they can protect him. But that's me.
2: This is, uh, I think, this is the first pushback I'm gonna give. I, I think uh, it, it's tough when wide receivers have super breakout years. I think because then you either expect, you know, that it's gonna fall off and. Tyreek pretty much shattered the ceiling for them last year. He was incredible and stuff, but like, I don't know. I I guess maybe I'm just not a Tua guy, but, you know, they got, was, they get Mike White.
0: I'm not a big Tua fan either. I guess I'm more leaning towards the explosiveness between these two guys. And just seeing these two can take a slant route to the house and you're just waiting to see what they can do afterwards, I mean, yeah, you, could throw, you could throw me or you out there to throw a slant, and these guys can make something of nothing.
2: Yeah, yeah. The whole Dalvin Cook thing, it'll be interesting to see what they do.
0: That Yeah, if Dalvin Cook signs with them, Buffalo was in the mix, I heard as well. So there's interesting options as well for these offenses in that
1: division as well. Agreed. So moving on, we got number two for you. Number two, Austin Eckler and Keenan Allen. So,
2: start with the obvious. Austin Eckler, last two years, number one in touchdowns overall. It's there. It's it's proven. It's I mean, he wanted the trade. They kept him. He's gonna he's gonna be there. He's just a workhorse. There, it's proven. 127 targets last year. Insane. Absolutely insane. 107 catches last year. I think it was like top five in the league, I think, in catches. New offensive coordinator. He likes to throw the ball. Um, I know there's a lot of stuff coming out saying, you know, he was excited. Working with Herbert, started to realize some things. I don't know what that means. Um, Guess the guy didn't know Herbert was tall, too. Guy's a weirdo but whatever he likes he likes to throw the ball he's excited to throw the ball just get the ball to Eckler um also the thing I like about this is I think Allen might fall I think a lot of people are off on him I think you can either get Herbert or stack potentially the third wide receiver if you don't like Mike Williams I understand injury report it's all there The guy they drafted from TCU might get some play, a lot of play. And uh, you might be able to get him late. You might be able to build a a good roster. Obviously, you're going to have to be early if you're going to get that. Now, Keenan Allen, in the last four or the last seven weeks of the season, he's he's wide receiver four. Now, if his hamstring didn't fall off at the beginning of the year, who knows what his year could have been. Full PPR, a lot of targets. I mean, it's to me, it's it's potential to be CD Lamb and Pollard on steroids. Again, you got to get a full year out of Allen. Hopefully, the offensive coordinator works. Eckler speaks for himself. I mean, it's really not too much to go into. It's huge risk on Keenan Allen, but the guy's proven he can do it, and he gets a lot of targets. I mean, he. The end of the year last year, right? It was insane. It was just like ten plus catches, ten plus catches. It's it's just a shame how his year started. If his year started solid, I don't even think it's a debate. I think this is a lock.
0: This is probably where I'm gonna push back here at your number two spot. Both of these guys are like fine wine. They got the <laughs> shimmer they got the shimmer to them. Uh Keenan Allen's getting up there in age. He I think he turns 32 this year He finished among wide receivers 41. Yeah, he exploded on the scene He also has some injury prone to him as well Um with that hamstring like you mentioned And again, Eckler is getting up there in age as well. I think he's about to turn 29 or 30 himself Um, and that is very old and running back years here coming up um, we'll see if he can keep that production uh on the field as well
2: 127 targets last year
0: it's it's great for dump downs and ppr but if you look at the rushing
2: ppr league is just
0: the rushing is there too you almost had a thousand yards rushing as well um but we're all human like i
2: think i like only had a thousand yards one time i think in his career like
1: yeah
2: the guy is just man in the slot in the backfield, full PPR, I mean, I just, like I said, if Keenan's season was different last year, if we got a full sample size, I, I don't even think it's a conversation. But ADP, what, ADP 43, wide receiver 18. There's room to build a roster, though, you know? like uh, He'd be probably... The parts like
0: I would take him as a wide receiver, three or
2: four in that I, range. I mean, gotta be thrilled because that means you get Keenan Allen, you get Austin Eckler, and then you get to get two or three guys you think is better than Keenan Allen. Who, let's be honest, last seven weeks of the season that's that's playoffs, that's that's money league time, like that's. That's when, who cares how he played the rest of the year? If you get the last seven weeks at wide receiver four,
1: that's money. I'll take it.
0: Okay. I like the confidence. We'll see this year. Uh, my number two. I know you're. I'm going to get some pushback from this one. I know me and you talked about this one already uh, a little bit. I have Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen as my number two. Oh.
1: Buddy. Let's talk about
0: it. (laughs) Josh Allen finished second among QBs uh, last season, uh, while Diggs finished fourth among receivers. uh, Finishing with 1,400 yards through the air and 11 TDs. This guy wants the ball more. (laughs) And I feel like they're going to give him the ball more. They did not upgrade, I don't think. This Dalton Kincaid... uh, this tight end, I don't believe he's going to be anything. It usually takes tight ends three to four years to blossom into uh, a superstar tight end. I don't think he's going to be a factor this coming year. Dawson Knox is still there. Um, so I don't think they really upgrade on the offensive side of the ball uh, too much, unless Dalvin Cook signs with over there. Um, but I don't think he wants to take carries away from his uh, brother. Um, but
2: Diggs is no, going to be- he has no intentions on playing with his brother, like, but, for that exact reason.
0: But, so Diggs is the offense. Diggs is, I believe, going to get the ball. Um, You're not going to trade a guy like Diggs right now with the Bills contending. The Bills have been bad for so long, and finally they're in contention every year now. It seems like they're as a contender for the Super Bowl as well. Um, I don't see them getting rid of digs, so I feel like they're just gonna feed the beast this year continuously, uh, just like how it started in the beginning of the, of the season last year. Um, those two connected quite a bit in those first couple weeks. Um, and this is probably one of my favorite uh, duos to have in fantasy.
1: So, what do we know about Buffalo? Buffalo has a great history of getting
2: really close. And then just falling apart. Is it like four straight Super Bowls they made it, lost all of them.
0: But the beautiful thing Giddyos. about yeah. this is it's fantasy. We don't we don't need I, them in the Super I, Bowl.
2: The only, the only. Well, I was just gonna say that. I mean, Buffalo is gonna get real close again, like they had the last two years, and just fall apart. And apparently, it's gonna happen before the season starts. Um, one thing that I know. Put it on my tombstone. Diva wide receivers are diva wide receivers. Once they show their face, it's over. And you know, we saw it in Minnesota. It's starting to show its head in Buffalo. Like you said, guy gets 10 targets a game and he's not happy about it. He wants to be involved in the play call. They don't even have a running game. The the whole play call is literally get the ball up to Diggs. And he's not even happy about that. I don't understand what there is to be happy about. I guess the perk is. You can stack, you can stack. You know, Allen and Diggs together, and if he gets traded, then great. You still have Allen and Diggs. I mean, that's about as good as that goes. I think. I. What if I love told Josh you? Allen. Love him. What if I, I just, told you he just, was
0: seventy-seven just, targets behind Devonte Adams last season?
1: I would believe 20, that not. Not
0: seventy. Wow, I misspoke there. Not seventy-seven. Twenty-seven. Oh, so.
2: I mean, you could have said 77. <laughs> because Devonte Adams—that was stupid last year. I mean, like you said, put you and me in there. Devonte Adams is just gonna eat.
0: I'm curious to Unfortunately, see.
2: Unfortunately, Timmy Garoppolo. But whatever.
0: And speaking on that, were were you taking Devonte Adams this year with uh, the QB in question <sighs> over there in Oakland? I feel like he's going oh. he might force a trade out as well.
2: But he, I think he could play on Mars with a mini-fridge thrown on the ball, and I'd still take him wherever you're willing to give him to me. Um, last year, so I play in a full PPR 10-man keeper league, right? I somehow got uh, I got Jamar Chase in the first, but I was at the end. So on the way back, I got Devontae so I got to stack those two guys and I don't know how I should be in prison. I don't know how it happened, but I, I stole it. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, even when, uh, what was
1: his name? Was Stidham was in, he still had a 30 point game. Like, give me Devonte Adams.
0: I like it. I like it. Uh, we're going to go to, I believe we have the same number one for this as well. Um,
2: so we—I don't know if we mentioned it in the intro or not. With uh, the we're doing top five and then we're doing the goat tier.
0: Yep. So we have that. I think, like I said, we have the same number one as well.
2: <laughs> so we have two goat tiers. The two guys who never agree on anything. Agree on two
0: things. <laughs> so I think both of our number ones here are Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. Is that correct? hundred percent. A hundred percent. Jamar Chase finished 12th among receivers last year. Uh thousand yards, nine TDs. Well, and missed, missed what, three games? Yep. Well, our QB <laughs> here finished fourth among QBs last season. Um. This might be the breakout year you're gonna see the Bengals uh in the Jamar Chase show here. Do you like obviously do uh, you yeah. like Jamar Chase over T. Higgins? Do you think T. Higgins is gonna be up there as well, uh, in the rankings with him?
1: So
2: I feel like I'm the only guy in the world that's just not a T. Higgins fan. Um and it's just not that I don't like him. I think he's a great receiver. I just Jamar Chase is the guy. I. It's not just that he's the guy. He's Joe's guy. He's been Joe's guy since LSU. He's been, I mean, you see money games, playoffs. Jamar's the only guy that gets the ball. Like, it's just not going to change. I mean, Jamar could go out there with no hands, and Joe would still feed him the ball. And rightfully so. The guy deserves it. The guy deserves the opportunities. He's got that huge frame. He's strong. Makes, I mean, makes small plays, house calls, makes, you know, jump balls look routine. He's the guy. I mean, uh, 262 targets in two years. It's, that's insane. And it's not going away. It's, it's just not. I, uh, numbers, I love numbers. Uh, The last two years, Joe's been uh, over 100 QBR, 30 plus touchdowns in 4,000 yards in both those seasons. I don't think that's going to change either. I know Steelers fans are going to hate it. I'm going to love it. But it's just – it is what it is. And sneaky fun fact, um, Joe had five rushing touchdowns last year. Joe, shy. I know it doesn't sound like a lot, but it's like they're going to be in the red zone forever. I mean, Joe said, you know, our window to win a Super Bowl is – as long as I'm here, it's – I mean – as long as those guys are on the field they're going to be scoring they're going to be doing all these things and it's just not going to change and five rushing touchdowns is just a bonus see um, I be more man, maybe
0: I, I like the receivers they... there I like Jamar Chase I think he's going to have a breakout season as far as T Higgins I'm a big T Higgins believer as well I'm taking T Higgins over Kyle, Allen Keenan Allen we were talking about earlier um I like Higgins as potentially your number two. Uh, maybe if you're stacking your running back and you took, say, Kelsey in the first round, uh, Higgins might be your s- low-end wideout one in some drafts in some cases um, if you're drafting a different strategy. This guy finished 17th, so it's not like he fell off that much f- from Jamar Chase at Um uh, he still had a thousand yards.
2: <laughs> Some games at the end too, I think.
0: He was bad on injury there too for a little bit as well. Um, he's also a big body. He's a six-four receiver, as well. Still young. Um, and again, he I think he finished with seven, seven, eight touchdowns of his own. So I feel like they're almost an identical receiver. To be honest, I just think Jamar is just a little bit better and has so- that chemistry.
1: Couple, couple of things.
2: Um, the reason I think that the only like thing I'll kind of push on is
1: T. Higgins is always going to get targets taken away by Jamar, just inevitable. Keenan Allen, as much as he's been injured, Mike Williams been injured more.
2: The rookie they're getting there, you know. It's it's kind of give or take, you know, rookies in the NFL. But, yeah, I mean, go back to the red zone stuff I was just mentioning. Jamar's had 28 red zone targets in
1: 14 games last year. That's insane. Like, he's all Joe looks at. When it's time
2: to, to win games and it's time to... You know, put the money where the mouth is. It's Jamar Chase. And he, Red zone like, targets lead to touchdowns. He, you know, if, touchdowns lead to points. He
0: it's, did finish 12 as well with only playing 12 games last season too, which is incredible.
2: So. Dude, it's, it's unreal. Like, it, it really is. Um, I also think uh, at the beginning of the year, I was listening to some stuff. They were saying, you know, uh, Jamar's going to be 1-1 this year. Since that stuff's happened, I've started to hear him go later, ADPs all over the place with this guy. He's going to be my 1-1. Um, it just uh, it comes down to him or Justin Jefferson. And when you make that debate, I think you have to take into consideration the quarterbacks. The guy's throwing the ball. I'm going to take Joey B over Kirk Cousins every time. So, I mean, Jamar's a 1-1 guy for me. Joe's QB4. ADP thirty three overall. I mean, there's room to roster build, it just depends on what your league does quarterback wise. You you get some leagues, you know, all the guys go off the board sooner than expected. And when that happens, you kind of gotta jump in or get left. And hopefully, uh, hopefully you can get both these guys. And there's no running backs to speak of in Cincinnati. I mean the PPR threat and P. Ryan, he's in Denver now. Oh, so, I mean, you got to throw the ball in the AFC to win. Got to score points don't, in the AFC to win. Don't sleep and... on
0: Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon is back. He re signed, he's <sighs> back for another season.
1: Buddy, I think what was
2: he has the most foolish, uh, end of season ranking from last year is I forget how high up he ranked, but most of his points came from the five touchdown. week. Did nothing all year scored five touchdowns. And then, you know, it kind of inflated its numbers overall. I just not a Joe Mixon guy. Can't do it. Everything else about that offense. Love it. Uh, who is the tight end Cincinnati got this offseason?
0: Tight end. Cause Hayden Hurst <sighs> went over to Carolina. Yeah. I can't remember the tight end that that moved over there, to be honest with you.
1: No,
2: I can't either because you're going to be able to get them late. I know you're going to be able to get them late. And if you can, do it. Like last round, last two rounds, snag them.
1: Stack. I'm I'm all about that Cincinnati passing offense. It was Err Smith. Oh yeah, Irv Smith from Minnesota. Good pickup.
2: Good pickup. Guy that got forgotten last year. Injuries and then obviously the Hawkinson trade just I just he had to leave town. <laughs> there, there's no there's no targets left. You gotta leave town. And what an offense to go to.
0: I'm I'm not gonna lie, I liked Hayden Hurst. I like Hayden Hurst and Cincy for some odd reason. It just felt right to me. Uh, to the
2: be Atlanta honest. Falcons fan in you is uh, showing
0: a lot. <laughs> I can see. He was that. only there for a season, so I don't got that much ties to him. <laughs> but to wrap up this segment, like we said before, we do have a GOAT tier. It's the same guys, probably everybody's GOAT tier, to be honest. Um, we sh- you, yeah. We gave you Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase is number one. But this is the separate go
1: tier itself uh it's honestly should be everybody's, and that
0: is Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey um these guys are just a different breed um respectable top end on both their positions. Kelsey's always finishing first among tight ends and Pat. Is usually up there as well in the top three, dancing around. He um, finished first last year uh, among QBs with 5,200 yards passing, 41 TDs, 12 picks. And with Travis Kelsey finishing first as well, with 1,300 yards through the air and 12 TDs with 110 receptions as a tight end, it's hard to overlook. And, yes, Travis Kelsey is still going in the first round in fantasy drafts as well. Until he shows me otherwise, I don't see him slipping. Yeah, he's getting older. He's about to be 34. This guy is still running on a motor.
1: Yeah, he's
2: getting better and better. Um, Yeah, I think, um, you know, I have all these show notes. I write all these things. Click around on the computer, read some stuff um their show notes three letters duh maybe duh with an exclamation point uh there's no there's no
1: other research put into that i mean kelsey is tight end one i think
2: uh you really look at the numbers year after year he's probably a top five receiver i would put him as top five receiver um I think the toughest thing about the GOAT tier is I don't know if you're going to be able to draft both of these guys Um, just because how much everybody loves Mahomes and he changes the game and all this stuff. And say you're playing with somebody who doesn't necessarily know that well, like know football, know the ins and outs. He knows who Patrick Mahomes is. I, I just, I firmly believe, you know, if if, uh, if you're playing with somebody who doesn't necessarily know fantasy football, the ins, the outs, the names, everything, everybody knows who Patrick Mahomes is. So, I mean, you might get unlucky. Somebody might just double down, take him ridiculously early. He's QB1, ADP19. Like I said, I play in a 10-man
1: league. I don't know if you'll be able to stack both these guys. Right. Kelsey's ADP5. He's worth it. I, I mean, honestly. Um, but
2: if you get them, you don't have to think about it. The, if they're both on the board, you get both. It's, it's simple as that. Don't overthink it. You overthink it, you're going to lose 100% of the time. I, I don't know if there's anything else to say about these guys. It's for two friends. I mean, TK, you and I have been friends for what? Let's not put a number on it world. Um, we don't agree on too many things sports related. Like it's, you're a Falcons fan, I'm an Eagles fan. I mean, I it, we literally like I, there's very few things we agree on. It's Jordan's the goat and draft Patrick Mahomes and <laughs> like it, it, it's it like it's simple as that.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty much you nailed it right there. Um, and that will probably wrap up. Our fa- top five fantasy duos. We're gonna leave the next episode a surprise. Normally, I'm gonna tell you what's in store for the next episode. Um, it was great to finally have a co-host, someone to fu- finally talk to rather than myself here with you guys for 30 minutes. It's nice to go back and forth with someone, argue. As of, <laughs> yeah, the Philly Philly. <laughs> but that is a wrap, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I love them know. Stay tuned week after week during the season for insights, player updates, and strategies. Until next time, may your drafts be fruitful, your touchdowns be plentiful, and your victories sweet. And make sure the competition doesn't forget who's in charge. Let them know.
2: Gotta let them know.